You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Talk about Scott. We start off talking about trophies, and then we go on to discuss e-scooters and jerks, the playoffs and Zambonimen, and COVID-19. Then we follow it up by talking about trains, like the wet sweat and blockades, and we talk about Jojo Rabbit season, then we talk about the best picture Parasite, and then we uh, choose a new topic for the Mount Rushmore, which is going to be a surprise. It is going to be a surprise. We uh, basically put, you know, movies that won Academy Awards below... (laughs) That's how we do on the 90s. Usually you just get teams, right? If that. And like team and head coach. If that. If that. Like Major League Baseball doesn't. Yeah, but just, yeah a lot of trophies don't even get the like Lombardi engraved. World Cup doesn't. World Cup doesn't. Yeah, but World, Cup just like, World Cup is just like a little thing though. Yeah, made of yeah. solid gold. It's cool as hell, but. Yeah, I know what I'm just saying, but it's small. You guys as... would know that if you watched the FIFA-sponsored <laughs> film. <laughs> 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 yeah, but I mean, but also the Stanley Cup, they now, uh, uh, they, it's, 13 years to fill up a ring, and mm-hmm. then they add a new ring, and they pop the top one off. So you get to be on it for, what, I think 80 years yeah. or something like that. That's still pretty and then, cool. And then the ring goes to the Hockey Hall of Fame. Yeah, exactly. Like the ring. They don't melt it down. Yeah. yeah. And then it's gone forever. Yeah, we were looking this up yesterday. And then I don't know if it's on the current bowl, but at a certain point, the 1907 Montreal Wanderers, like, which is, was, I guess, like the – like, I think they were like the 14th. Stanley Cup or something like that, like 1907-ish. And they were like, we don't want to pay for a stupid ring, so they engraved their names inside the bowl. Because <laughs> they're just like, we're not paying. The club doesn't have, you know, trophy money to pay for this, like, extension to this trophy. Huh. So, yeah. And then uh, the other one was... It's not the current bowl. It's not bowls. the current bowl, but I'm sure that bowl is also in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Yeah, I think they're on the third bowl. Here. Mm-hmm. Because they break or because it's like... I mean, because the trophy is like 115 years old. Or and you give it to a bunch of hockey players who'd party with it all summer. Right. <laughs> That's also the only trophy that does that, where each player gets the whole trophy for a day. That's pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Like, people yeah. have had their kids christened in it. <laughs> people have forgotten it. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's there's weird, like, like and then and the worst part is there's, like, a handler who, like, has now, to. Now, because now, of the stupid Islanders in the 80s. Losing it. <laughs> Whatever. But they I lost like, it, and Trotty left it at the bottom of his pool for a little while. That's amazing. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and yeah, but the other one was um, so you get to be it's like member. It's members of management and players get their their names on it. And then there was the Euler, one of the Oilers' owners, put his dad's name on it. Peter Pocklington. There you go. Put Bruce Proc- Pocklington or whatever mm-hmm. on it. Wow. And then the Stanley Cup, I guess whatever lords <laughs> we're just sort of like no 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 so now it's just like there's a bunch of x's mashed over like bruce pocklington's name they wouldn't just buff it out yeah no it's just like it's it's it's, it's it's stamped as x's stamped over it to like as a mark of shame like it's not like it never happened oh it did happen and we smashed it out there are players who have their names misspelled on it Ooh, that sucks too bad yeah. yeah too bad that's it's that's now that's part of history. Yeah. Well, then there's also players who like played like five minutes of playoff time, whatever, who like have got it. Yep. There's like there's like a, there's a whole bunch of like weird facts. You're just sort of like this person just gets his name on it for like kind of no reason, like mm-hmm. or dressed but never played or whatever. Like 
played zero minutes, but because he was on the bench, so he was on the roster of the Stanley Cup winning team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he gets a name on the cup. Bunny, Bunny LaRock, right? His name's all over the Stanley Cup. Hmm. I mean, he at least played regular season games for the team. Yeah. <laughs> he just didn't get to play in the playoffs <clears throat> for the most part. Uh, speaking of things at the bottom of the pool, there's going to be no more micro scooters things in Montreal. Yep. And they were all over the sidewalks. They were all over the Beat up and smashed up in everywhere. The, in the article that I read about it, they were like, because like, that's what they cited was like poor, poor parking by users. Yeah. Also, there was like 330 uh, citations that were issued and 324 of them were for not wearing a helmet <laughs> or something. So they were like, they're like, anyway, your user base does not know how to use the product. They just like, they park it outside. Some, also something like eight, eighty percent of them were not, not in, were parked in not rooms. the correct area. Jeez. And then, yeah, people weren't wearing helmets and people weren't parking. And this is why you can't have nice things, Montreal, but well, in nice the, things, I mostly saw like younger kids scooting around way too fast all over the place on sidewalks, sure. cutting people off. Like absolutely. Well, but I mean, but that's again, Montreal doesn't get to have nice things. Cause I was like, there's plenty of instances where like, if I was like leaving work and I like had, had a helmet on you, had a helmet on me, but <laughs> no, but I'm, first of all, I, could like I'm just saying, if I was planning on using that as a, as a method of transportation, then yeah, put a helmet on your bag, and then if I like think about like zipping over to like like Alexis Neon or whatever else, mm-hmm. it would absolutely be worth like the way less than a taxi to just like zoop like you can and you could kind of get anywhere in the city. It was like I it was a good idea, just like I can barely remember to keep a reusable bag in my pocket. And expect me to carry a helmet around just in well, case you I'm would if you had this thing. Day. You know, I mean, like, if, if you were planning you don't around have it. it but, and you're not planning on it. That's the But I think but the it. the idea though is at least with the helmets is that like you if you are going to be using the service, travel with a helmet on you. Like yeah. It's not for one-offs. It's like a Bixie or whatever, like, except that it's a motorized Bixie, and even the motorized ones, you need to wear a helmet if you're going to ride it or you get a ticket. Do you need the helmets on the Bixies? On the motorized ones okay. because, yeah, it's a motor vehicle that can go up more than X miles an hour is right. the right. the helmet uh, provision. Or if you want to swing your mic a little close. Or if you ride through Westmount. Right. They have their own laws about bicycles. Thanks, Westmount. But anyway, in the article that I was reading, mm-hmm. um, they were, like, showing improperly Pike. Uh, parked like lime cycles or lime scooters. There were a ton of them in the canal. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And they were just like what? just in the bottom of the canal. And I'm like, what a bunch of assholes. Like, and you've been to Amsterdam. They all they're pulling bikes out of there all the time. Yeah, people are idiots everywhere. Yeah, well, yeah. I, that's it. Apparently, and there was I was reading like uh, someone who was they have them in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and apparently it's the same thing. You're like, and it's like the worst because you're. And you're like they end up like half the time knocked over, and either usually on like a sidewalk or on a bike path, which is like. Like impeding other means of transportation with your garbage, <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's kind uh, of a shame because it is a good idea, right? And yeah. it's probably fairly electrically efficient, mm-hmm. energy efficient, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why, and you could even I think that I remember. Apparently, it was really, really weird to uh, sign up for, mm-hmm. but there was like you could become like a lime juicer uh-huh. or whatever, which was like you could get a bunch of credits if you like brought one into your house and like plugged it in or some crap. So that kind of like, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's it. Where it's like if you could like take it home, charge it up, and drop it off somewhere charged, you could get like user credits and stuff. So I was like, that's well, that, even that smart car uh, service that they had. What's it called? Car to go. Car to go. Mm-hmm. It's gone now. Yeah, it's gone now. But you used to get um, free kilometers if you were the one who filled up the tank. Hmm. Yeah. So Communito was kind of like that too. Or yeah. Well, Communito, you have to park them in in specific places. Yeah, yeah. Well, like car to go, you can just leave it in a place where it could be parked for twenty four hours. Yeah. 
So there was a spot that was always full of cartagos on De La Verandry, right across the street from the gas station. Because uh-huh. it was a great spot to park them, and people would just, like, drive for... Top up the gas and... And then drive for it back. Actually, 30 seconds, fill up the gas tank, put it back, and just Man. accumulate free rides. But, nice. like, ultimately, that serves the benefit of the company yeah. anyway, right? Like, yeah, otherwise, they'd sure. have to send a guy to go and do that, so... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, Communito has that every now and then where you you look on the, the, little, the little map and you get little, like... You see little, like, presents next to certain cars where you're like, if you take this car... And not even fill it up. If you just, like, if you take this car from where it is and drive it into, like, a high-traffic area, you get a little credit. Hmm. Like, so you're like, if you if I were to use it, say, every now and then, if something's been stagnant for, like, a day or two, you'll see a little present. If I were to, like, just, like, drive it downtown, it would possibly be a free trip for me downtown mm-hmm. because I put the car in the high-use area. Hmm. Same thing with... They recently changed it, but... Uh, they put a lot of like a lot of bonuses and stuff like that if you're on the street for snow removal. You're like, mm. if you could take a car from a place that's going to be snow removal, you could have it for like an hour. Yeah, or whatever. we were saying that they like beg you to get it out of the yeah, way. Yeah, <laughs> just just park it somewhere where there isn't snow removal, please. They actually changed it because it used to be that as of the opening time, there would just be no car to go or no communitos in the city because as everyone was like just like taking them and using them for free, and now they're like, no, it's like. It's an hour and only cars we've identified to be in snow clearing areas. Right. As opposed to just be a free for all. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, just like all the cars are free. And then you're like, well, I can't actually use them <laughs> the, as the service was intended. Anyway, mm-hmm. Montreal news. Do, 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 do. I don't know. That was all Montreal centric. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Stanley Cup. Totally Montreal centric. <sighs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> how how the drought is ninety three ninety three. that is not just a simply a drought for Montreal. Though. That's a drought for Canada. Oof. The last Stanley Cup that was won in Canada was ninety three. It ain't gonna be this year, boys. I mean, I guess yeah. <laughs> I mean, Vancouver is a nice team. Calgary had a good team last year. They might figure out how to play hockey again. I don't think they're gonna win a Stanley Cup though. I would the, not. The West them. is crazy, man. The West is crazy, but I don't think they're gonna get. Past whoever gets out of the East. If the East beats themselves up, if Pittsburgh and Washington and Boston all and Tampa all like kill each other, into each fire. other over and over again for seven games. Yeah, yeah. 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 It, it, Cross check each other in the throat, kind of I thing. Mean, you know, anything is possible because it's the weirdest sport to win. <laughs> but I, I would not put, I would not put my playoff hopes on Vancouver or uh, Calgary, which I think would be the only two Canadian teams that could really make a go for it. Because the Leafs are slowly becoming terrible again, even though they're supposed to be really good and they have a bunch of top talent. It's delightful. It's so funny. So at the beginning of the season, uh, a podcast that Scott and I listened to, Puck Soup, at the beginning of the season they were like, imagine if the Leafs don't get out of the first round of the playoffs. Like that would be like heads will roll. People will get fired. Now they might not make the playoffs. Like mm-hmm. like that was – they were talking about it like if they don't get out of the first round because like them making the playoffs was like with the team on paper, like a foregone conclusion. And now they're in such a weird like choke spiral that they potentially won't make the so playoffs. So what was the story with the Zamboni? I only, only read half of the article. Scott, you want to <clears throat> give us the, the Zamboni man thing? You wanted the – There was a hockey game. Uh-huh. Carolina versus Toronto. Okay. And the Hurricanes, um, every every team brings with them two goaltenders to, to play in the game. Starter mm-hmm. and a backup. And they had lost one of their players. So, one of their goaltenders. So, right. they had to put someone in hockey pads mm-hmm. to sit on the end of the bench just in case their other goaltender gets hurt. 
It's a thing that happens. Sure. You just need someone there. You have yeah. to have them. Not unusual. We talked about this before the podcast. Yeah. It was like there was Martini Ferrard. Yes, there was the web designer guy for Washington, Washington. a little while ago. Like it, it happens. Mm-hmm. It Most happens. They get a jersey. They sit on the bench. They best they seat the in the best house. seat in the house. Right. Yeah. They they have to deal with uh, Pierre Maguire or whoever the color guy is <laughs> sitting down there. We know how to play hockey. <laughs> uh, they they clap a lot. They get to sit in the locker room. It's like the yeah, ultimate fan fun. experience, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and then their starter got hurt too. And he had to go <laughs> and yeah. play an uh, NHL hockey game. Huh. And the guy they had as their backup, who was not supposed to be playing hockey, don't worry, guys, everything's fine. You're just going to sit here. Was the Zamboni driver at Maple Leaf or at I don't know, Toronto the Air Center, Air, ACC, Air, the Air Canada Center, Air Center, uh-huh. the Air Canada, Canada Center. Town. Okay, but living the dream for that boy, huh? I mean, I sort mean, of. But me. you also are going to get lit up by an NHL hockey team but in also, front of the twenty thousand so people and yeah. ten million people across the there's, country. There's and, layers to this, though, because I was like. He also stopped the Leafs, and he's the Toronto. Yeah, but no, 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 hang on. The bony driver. I'm like, he stole a win for don't, like. Don't don't jump to the end of the story here. Like, uh, it sucks. You're gonna go in. Probably gonna look the, like an idiot. Some well, of the greatest players. Yeah, in the but world. everybody knows, you know. Yeah. yeah. So some of the greatest hockey players in the world are gonna start shooting vulcanized rubber at you <laughs> at high speeds. Yeah. And. Millions of people are watching you flail around and flopping. That's you're amazing. Not, you're not a professional hockey player. You probably like, you been on skates in like, a while. And the other thing, too, right, is you, you can't, like, go anywhere. You know? Like, it's like you can't, like, rage quit, like, in League of Legends <laughs> or whatever else like that. Like, like, I mean, it's happened every now and then where you're just, like, you get someone who's, like, unranked or whatever in Rocket League. But you're, they're clearly, like, double diamond or, like, grandmaster or whatever. And then it's, like, brrr, like, dragging the ball around you. And you're, like, oh, no, this isn't, this isn't fun for me. But you're, like, no, I'm sitting here on television and everyone you've ever worked with or went to school with oh, they're or all watching how, your entire yeah, but they all know you're not a pro sure, player yeah, but it's whatever. not fun to like but he was he was a professional he was om- he could have almost he was a professional made it. Hockey like so player, there is like a compete spirit like okay, inside okay. there so did you hear the, the so Rob Bendemore quote though like, no, hang on hang on so well no the Bendemore quote is, is prior to him hitting the ice all right so the the would-be starter who's the backup gets hurt and then they're like oh crap we got to put this guy in they asked Bendemore they're like did you say anything before heading out he said Bendemore's like Told him, man, to stop some, stop some pucks, buddy. <laughs> and then just, like, sent him out. That's, like, the head coach of the Carol. Mm-hmm. They were going, stop, stop some pucks, buddy, and just send up this dude. You got it, champ. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So the whole team playing in front of him is is also desperate to For not sure. ruin his his entire well, life. And, you know? and, like, just, and their, their record. So, like, yeah. usually, typically, you'll I mean, yeah, they want to win. But at the same time, they're all very aware that they're playing with a guy who has a 9-to-5 yeah. job C-C. outside of hockey. We should uh, get him on the podcast. Let's get him on the network. Uh, nine to five Zamboni drivers are weird. It sounds like a podcast I'd listen to. Uh, yeah, I would. I would run in. <laughs> so they're they're like they're there to like be super supportive and yeah, like help yeah. him out. And he freaking shut the door on the Leafs. <laughs> well, he let totally he let won. in he let in a couple like he let in the first two goals on two shots or whatever it was. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, and that was towards the end of the second. And apparently, like in between, like the second and third period or whatever. Uh, or first and second period, whatever the heck it was, he was like, he's like, don't worry, guys, I got this now. <laughs> and then he totally did. <laughs> like, he just uh-huh. stepped up and stopped one of the, like, more offensively loaded teams. Like, the Leafs, yep. for all of their pitfalls and whatever, have Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews, John mm-hmm. Tavares. Like, I don't know if they were all playing. Some of them are hurt. Mm. But, like, but still, like, they're, like, they're a, considered a high, they're considered a high firepower, low defense team. They have one of the highest goals for 
yeah. as a team in the NHL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like they're not necessarily the most well balanced, but like shooting is their strong thing. And you're just like this 42 year old dude. It was the um, it was the oldest rookie start in <laughs> NHL history. It's amazing. <laughs> like a 42 year old playing his first NHL game. Amazing. Hello. <laughs> the best. That's a great story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just and, and even better that it happened to the Leafs <laughs> in their weird downward spiral of a post, of a late season. Uh, Good old hockey times. Exactly. If it's if ever I need to it, it'll eventually not be true. When I, whenever I typically want to like cheer myself up, if my team is doing bad, I can always like look to the Leafs, mm-hmm. and I'm always like, man, this is the year the Leafs are probably like playoff contenders or whatever. And then they're like, we found new and wonderful ways to screw up our season. <laughs> it's the best. Fire the coach who gets you into the playoffs year after year after year, and then miss the playoffs. Like, bring oh. in, bring in the GM's best friend as coach, like the person who was like in the wings waiting to become head coach. Fire the head coach. Bring in the GM's special best friend, and uh, miss the playoffs. And now possibly miss the playoffs. Uncoachable. Great. Oh man, but yeah, hockey stuff. Mm-hmm. What else is happening in the world of professional sports? Of professional sports, yeah. the NBA had their All Star game last weekend, uh-huh. and, we and all there the was stars a, come out. One, they played hard in the fourth quarter. They realized that this, they both wanted to win the game, and they went at each other like which, full speed. Which happens in, from time to time in the All Stars, like in the uh, NBA sometimes, but lately it hasn't. Yeah, been that way. It hasn't been that way since like Jordan was playing, really. I seem to remember the like Kobe and Iverson a little. Yeah, bit. like Kobe and Iverson, like the Kobe and Shaq on. The, I remember their All Star games occasionally got like, oh, they're playing all of a but, sudden. But this was like the whole game, not just not just two guys. Well, you said, well, you said the fourth, but then I was like, but that's the whole game, and basketball is the fourth. Hmm. So that's uh, that the dunk works. competition was the best dunk competition since 1988, hmm. and much controversy about it because oh. they were trying to make it a tie. Because the the finals just kept going, tied, 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 and for the last dunks, all of the co- all of the judges had agreed, like we're just going to give them the same score. Like hmm. now, those those they're just going dunk for dunk, outstanding. And then the controversy suggests that Dwayne Wade turfed one guy's score to give the guy that plays for his team, his old team, the the title. Oh. How how crazy is like a dunk competition? Like, what does this look like? Um, it's it's absurd. It's absurd and outstanding. They, and they like jump over people and they bring out props and they they don't huh. they don't do props so so much anymore. Yeah. That was a thing that it was like a year or two ago. Like ten was, years ago, no, like a year or two ago, there was the good dude who brought the plane out and jumped over the plane. Like he brought out a big giant like balsa wood plane and jumped over the plane. Yeah. Like I mean, it's just. But it, to admittedly, that doesn't. Necessarily, One guy was dunking over that, Chance the Rapper. Like yes, yeah. it doesn't. Like jumping over the plane is not necessarily like a trick prop on the dunk, but it's just like it's a, it's a it's a scale ability of jumping over. Yeah, the thing. it's like if you watch like a monster truck, you're like it could just jump over nothing, and you'd be like it's going as far, but you're like no, let's put some buses in there <laughs> for scale. <laughs> like yeah. this is how far this dude. Like so yeah, a lot of the prop stuff I've seen in the last couple of years is more jumping over things. Yeah, there was a guy who jumped over a parked car like to dunk hmm. the ball. Like yeah, jeez. Yeah. Stuff is crazy. Yeah. Their dunk competition is the best all-star game weekend of any sport. And just like, like passing the ball through your legs and windmilling it up and whatever. And you're mm-hmm. just sort of like, you're like, there's so many ways you can... While you're jumping and flying at a net and like getting it, it's very... Uh, 
It's like the best highlight reel, I think, possible. Like the best single moment of sports that a dude can just kind of do on his own, mm-hmm. like without like beating like a, the defense or whatever. I think it's, it has to be the slam dunk. It's just highly entertaining, and like the crowd is hyped, and the judges are hyped, and everyone's. I don't give two fucks about basketball, but as a younger man, I went to see a Harlem Globetrotters game, and that shit was infinite entertainment. Like when yeah. people are dunking on other people, it looks awesome. There's that guy. Who I mean, played... it's so cool that it like it like the term dunking on someone is just like in parlance. It's like, so there. Like it doesn't yeah. necessarily just apply to basketball. Being like, oh, this guy dunked on you. Like it work. Yep. Yep. <laughs> like... I cannot remember his name now, but there is a guy who played for the Harlem Globetrotters uh-huh. that I played basketball against one time when I tried out for the Dawson Blues. Did he, did he, did he dunk on you? Uh, <laughs> he didn't dunk on me. He passed it to a white guy who dunked on me. Oh. That was pretty rough. Ooh. Yeah, I came out of high school having played basketball. I thought you played a bunch. Yeah. And yeah. Then you then you got to college ball and you were like, oh no. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm six foot three. Uh, I, I can I can play. And they're just like, you you can play point guard. I was like, no, I played center in high school. And they're just like, oh yeah, no. <laughs> good luck. And I did not have good luck. Yeah. I, 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 I it was like one, one tryout, and you were like, okay. I, I went to sci-fi. I went with a buddy of mine. <laughs> I went with a buddy of mine, yeah. and he got there and looked around and didn't even put his sneakers on. He was just like, hmm, good luck, Scott. Yeah. Wow. I'll, I'll wait for you over here. Think about and the like, had... population you're up against. You know, like You're a tall dude anyway. So and I, can, was, yeah. I was easily four inches shorter than anyone else. I was going up against from a position. and 15,000-day students at Dawson, right? Like that's yeah, there, the, was, that there becomes... was a seven-footer that I was, that was playing against for that position. If, if, just if no I way. recall, like, the Blues were like a reasonable... Triple A. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's it. Like, yeah, they were a triple, like, triple A team, which is... Yep. Best in, one of the best teams in Canada. Yeah. And one of the guys that was, try, was trying out that time played for like six years for their Globetrotters. Yeah. But I said, like, I, I remember... Yeah, around, I don't know if it's still the case, but around when we were in there and whatever, like the Blues were, like people would go to Dawson to play for the Blues right, kind of right. thing. It's not quite the like American NCAA nonsense, but it was yeah. like in that vein, if you're like, if you're good if, at... If you're good and you want a scholarship, you could do and, it. And maybe, like Andrew Wiggins yeah. came up through Dawson too. He's an NBA player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah His name to... is Andrew Wiggins? Yep. Badass. Like... Yeah, exactly. Right. And how does he score uh, the basketball dunks? The enemy's net is down. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <Yep>. yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, John, you wanted, did you want to talk about COVID-19? Do I want to? It had a rebranding. Well, <laughs> COVID-19. That is the rebranding, is that it's COVID-19. They're not calling it Wuhan Corona flu. No yeah, more. well, it's also not, not the coronavirus, because it was always a coronavirus. Right, right, right. And we were just people just referring to it there. So the, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the, the latest news on this guy is that we are, it's going to be a global pandemic. They're not able to control it. Today in the news, there were 120 cases in Italy that um, it's like weird rural villages in Italy with populations of like 500 people where a whole bunch of them test positive for this. People are asking what the fuck's going on with that. And um, what I read is that Italy is the only European Union country that is engaged in Belt and Road initiatives, which is China's foreign investment infrastructure plan. So they like show up to poorer countries and, and set that shit up. So anyway, if it's loose in Italy, it's for sure loose in like Africa, 
Mm-hmm. You don't hear a word about what's going on down there, but it's probably because they don't have any testing. Yeah. It's in Iran, right? There's like, and like the, the medical institutions of Iran are like, okay, it's in one, two, three, four, five, six of our main cities, and we don't know how it got there, and we don't know how many people have it. So, uh-oh. And Iran is well, like... Well, there, was that, there was that weird figure that came out over the weekend or whatever that they were like, we probably only know about a third yeah. of the cases. So... Some guys in China put out a paper about a particular person who was completely asymptomatic and was yet transmitting mm-hmm. transmitting the, the disease and didn't have um, I forget what the term was but like when you have a, a reaction in your lungs you know they can tell yeah. just from the reaction like respiratory like, yeah so yeah. he had no nothing whatsoever detectable it was still communicable it was still like communicable crazy. so with that going on like it's it's inevitable that it's going to go everywhere and it's just a question of, and and. It could be a continuing thing, like we get the flu season, whatever. It could mm-hmm. be COVID comes back. Mm-hmm. There's people who have got it a second time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you think this is like Illuminati level of the game pandemic? If I was an AI and I was mm-hmm. looking at how severe the global warming situation looks like, this would be a solution. Yeah. Yeah. And um, already in China, from January, 25% decrease in all greenhouse gas emissions. Mm-hmm. 25%. Yeah. Because even, I guess, just, like, putting everybody indoors and, like, they stop manufacturing and they stop doing everything. Like, it's not they just... Don't drive, they don't drive around in rush hour traffic for an hour every morning. Right? Yeah, exactly. That's it. It's like you have a bunch of people under quarantine and a bunch of, like... Airplanes grounded and... A bunch of, like, pukey uh, smog factories that are just not running and all that stuff. And you're just sort of like... We're about to enter an enormous economic downturn out of this, right? The factories in China have been shut for a couple months. That That's going to be felt like in waves through all the supply chains everything that gets built weird things that you need are not going to become available because we've you know the whole world has outsourced its manufacturing processes to to china mm-hmm. yeah I mean, yeah that made sense at the time <laughs> yep <laughs> why not did you hear about the uh the weird google huawei thing no please tell me so due to like trade like tariffs and whatever else you can't run google software on anything on, in china on yeah. well, on huawei phones uh, and even vice versa, even in America mm-hmm. or something. So it's like basically if your phone was produced after sometime in 2019, Google Apps legally cannot be on your on mm-hmm. your phone. And Google is like, please don't put them there. They're like, because basically any APK that you're getting is not supported by us. So anyone could put anything they want on them. They're just yeah. copying our files and then, you know, doing whatever. So, yeah, that was like, that's like hilarious and weird that you have like a like two tech giants are being like, we not allowed to work together, guys. Sorry. This is off of Trump's uh, embargoes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's it. So it's just so weird. And they're like, it's even impacts. Apparently, one of the, like Canada is one of the because we know it's not bad to sell Huawei phones. In well, if I you're mean, following I, the news, I mean, it's it's touchy, but there's you can still go to the store and buy them. Yeah. Right. But yeah, but Google can't support them. Which is, like, super weird. So you have these, like, Android phones that Google is, like, roll the dice, bud. (laughs) Like, we're not legally allowed to, like, do anything because we're an American company. Mm -hmm. Like, I was like, wow. Speaking of economic downturns, uh, how's it going, train boy? Uh, Yeah, are you getting fired? I feel like those layoffs were announced quite some time ago. Yeah, Yeah, and they're like, oh, it's going to be. Well, I mean, one of the things that happens with with these things is that there's a lot of positions that exist essentially to be laid off mm-hmm. where when like when they're like oh like there were, there were even a series of layoffs uh when there was the the major strike in november <laughs> uh and they just get hired back on when the train runs again right like it's right. like certain positions that are like union positions and stuff don't 
like have a have a certain amount of like protection. Other ones don't. Where you're just sort of like it's like if you worked on a farm and then you're just sort of like anyway farming stopped. They're like here you go. Like I'm like you qualify for EI. There's just no work anymore. Mm -hmm. When the work happens, you can come back to work. Hopefully, or who knows, like what what the situation is. Did you follow the the Wet'suwet'en people? Like, what's what are they saying on the inside? Um, nothing. 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 It's it's a hundred percent. They're like they even like the public statements and whatever of the of the railroadmen mm-hmm. <laughs> are just like we're not running trains because it's a question of safety. Mm-hmm. It's a question of uh, like if there's any possibility of people being on the tracks who aren't supposed to be there, we have no side in this. They're like this is their way to protest against the government of Canada, we just defer to the government of Canada, mm-hmm. whatever they're going to do. So, hmm. Which, I mean, I think is the move, because they're not protesting the railroads. No. No, <laughs> like, it's like it's like straight disruption, civil disobedience. Exactly. Yeah. Like they're protesting a pipeline, which is, like, in fact, against the railroads. <laughs> you know what? I was like, I feel that if oil isn't moving by pipeline, it's moving on rail. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they're, they're Facebook posts. Uh, didn't accomplish quite as much public outroar as stopping a oh, dude, and, and I mean, mm-hmm. and that's that's the thing. It's funny, like there, there's communications out of the like Teamsters unions and whatever, mm-hmm. and out of both like uh, like CN and CP and whatever, which are just like we're just we're just like collateral damage in this. This is not an argument with us. We are not like I guess for not, don't have an opinion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We are not for or against the protesters currently occupying our rails. And I mean, yeah. I don't like. Yeah, Did you good. see Peter McKay put what his is, uh, foot ter- way in his mouth? McKay. Explain who Peter McKay is. Peter please. McKay is the former Deputy Prime Minister of Canada, current leadership candidate for the Conservative Party hmm. once Shear steps down. Mm-hmm. Um, After jacking $700,000 to send his kids to private school. Did you guys hear about that? Yeah. 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 Uh, so, always, McKay, yeah, yeah. so in, in, in Alberta, uh, a bunch of good old boys drove by one of the, the blockades. Oh, yeah, I saw that video where they were like, like, you guys are litter bugs or whatever. <laughs> Which was simultaneously the most, like, charming and nonsense thing. Like, it was just like, <laughs> you have these indigenous protesters saying we're not seeking violence, and then you have these, like, Albertan good old boys calling them a bunch of litter bugs, and I was like, all things considered, this is the most Canadian version <laughs> of the conflict <laughs> possible. I was like, if this goes down in America, like, everyone's there, but you just are like, oh, we're just here to clean up litter. Get off the tracks, you litter bugs. And I was uh-huh. like, what? So they started, like, taking apart the blockades and yeah, putting yeah. pallets in the back of their pickups and driving off, and Peter McKay was like, Sure is good to see, uh, you know, a dozen Alberta boys getting more stuff done than than the Canadian government. Hashtag Justin Trudeau, blah mm-hmm. blah blah. Yeah. And the media was just like, "Are you supporting vigilantism here? Is this what that's the message? What you're saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and he was like, um, oh, no, no, that's not. I mean, <laughs> delete tweet, delete tweet. It's, how, how do I uninstall Twitter? <laughs> well, that's like, yeah, and dude, that's like the whole thing where they're just sort of like, I remember the the Tories are even trying to push like a, a no confidence vote, yeah. or whatever, yeah. because he's not doing it. And I was like, and absolutely, like. Trudeau has has taken that pipeline torch and ran with it. I'm not going to argue there, but I was like, it tr- like Harper started it, you know, like like it's just like it's one of those yeah. things where like much in the way, like when I look at that pipeline issue, it's a lot like the uh, like the military contracts in the states. Like it's bigger than I think who the prime minister's sitting there. Mm. It has to do mm. with like can't Canadian business is going to like lobby and pull the strings that it doesn't matter 
who's in charge absolutely to kind of like drive that through i don't think it's a so last week i went to a um a documentary viewing slash letter writing mm. organization evening which was on the subject of these protests and what the wetsuwet side of the story is mm-hmm. on saturday i went to ganawage for a wilderness training course that i'm doing mm-hmm. and um, there met some mohawks who talked about their support for the situation mm-hmm. and, and all that stuff so I'll just super fast do it. The Wet'suwet'en uh, people live in the middle of goddamn nowhere in BC. Yep. Nobody signed any treaties with them. Nobody invaded them and conquered them. So they're they're like a, they, they they are how you know. There's a lot of ways to look at what our relationship with them should be. Yeah. But as un- non-treated natives, our government is supposed to consider them kind of to be another nation, yeah. sovereign territory. In the 90s, they went uh, and they 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 got the Supreme Court of Canada to say, yes, indeed, we don't have a treaty with you. So technically, your territory is not Canadian territory. Mm -hmm. And then there's like a whole legal framework that has to happen to determine what are the borders of the territory. And like, there's all kind of legalese around that. And the Wet'suwet'en at the time ran out of money, didn't ever finish up the thing. And so there's still some ambiguity about who, you know, if if they're even allowed to, if they're even allowed to, like as Canadian citizens, we don't have the right to stop the government from taking our land to put yeah, a pipeline but, but, in, right? It's right of way in yeah. terms of industry and whatever. But, but you could put the argument that they're not even Canadian citizens. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And so, and then it gets really more complicated because the the government during the last 150 years found it was easier to deal with them by setting up a reserve in the middle of their territory and giving money to people who are being the quote unquote chiefs in yeah. that area. So that's where you get the like the hereditary chiefs and versus the the elected chiefs. The elected yeah. chiefs are part of this thing, but a lot of the Wet'suwet'en don't even consider that structure to be really them because it was yeah. it was put on by the colonists. Like if you don't live on the res, you're like I didn't like I didn't I don't want any of this. I yeah, want the hereditary. I didn't appoint or vote this guy to be my leader. He was a Canadian figurehead. But then at the same time, there's like a super compelling argument that do you want to deal with hereditary governments? Do you want to deal with dictators? Do you want to, you know, Fuck, man. <clears throat> it's crazy. Anyway, so with the Wet'suwet'en feel like, and I heard this from the Mohawks as well, they feel like the government and industry comes in and puts shit on their land as a big fuck you. Like the Mohawks are like, you gave us this land to be our land, and then you're like, okay, now the train tracks have to come through? Yeah. Fuck you, motherfucker, <laughs> you know? So, and then and then now they're like, okay, you know what? Now we're going to go sit on it, and this is our land, and you gave it to us, and, and uh, you know, yeah. they're, 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 I don't know, I, I understand a little... Their, their side of things in there. but um, Which is a conversation that wouldn't have happened to you specifically unless they would have stopped the trains. Yeah, like, no, I yeah. Mean, they, I, like I said, I, and, and there, there, was, there, were, there were protests. There, there were plenty of protests prior to the blockades, mm-hmm. which were not getting a conversation going. Mm-hmm. There were, they protested like the via rail trains and like the, <laughs> it was the greatest thing in the world because like the, I was reading this article where they were just talking about like you're only impacting people that choose to travel by rail who aren't really in a rush to like wherever they're going. So they're like, they were like, how does this impact you? And like people like getting off the train that had been like, like, they're like, Oh man, I really like support these guys, you know? And like, whatever. It's like, it's like, cause you're like, yeah. Cause you're a person who apparently has the like schedule to travel by rail by choice. Well, this St. Leonard one that blocked the commuter rail. That was, well, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. it. But, but at first they were, they were, they were blocking via rail, which was just like, if you're traveling Montreal, Toronto via via rail, you don't really need to it's be It's an eight-hour ride anyway. You do it faster in the car. Yeah, exactly. You can yeah. do it faster in the car. You can do it way faster on a plane. Like, you're yeah. not actually, like, you don't need to be there. And, of rush. course, it's the environmental choice, which is a sad irony attached to all of it. But, like, the, how else do you get noise? How make, else do you make, get attention? news is the way to protest. Yeah. No, yeah. One, no one gets hurt. Yep. People lose money. Well, people in, pay attention. So the OPP went in and cleared the Tayandanega people out 
yeah. yesterday, and it happened fairly peacefully. I believe that the guys in in Kanesatake are not going to let down, and they see it largely like another Oka, where yeah. they're like supporting people, and it's going to go guns. Yeah, that's I think which exactly. is pretty scary I stuff. Was like, that that's that's the and I mean I think that if the government and the police and the and the well I think that's what Trudeau is is very very aware of more so than. Yeah, oh yeah. Any sure. other leader sure. in, in a similar hear, position uh, in the what past. What do you call it? Um, members of Canadian media not knowing how Canada works. What do you mean? There was a at like one of the like question periods or whatever else like that. There was a member who was just sort of like, uh, like I can't remember the exact wording, but. Basically, it ended up like being like, "Well, you're like the commander in chief. Like, why don't you like just like charge the military?" And Trudeau was like, "Well, because I'm not that." Yeah. <laughs> and he's actually, I think, specifically not allowed to order the RCMP to do anything. Yeah, it actually yeah. might. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Well, because you're you're the prime minister. You're not the president. Like, right. it's like right. there needs to be a vote and a like a passing of parliament or whatever mm-hmm. to enact either our a bill. Yeah, exactly. There needs to be a bill to enact our our, our police presence or our military presence or whatever. But they're just sort of like, "You're commander in chief again." And he's like. No, I'm not. That's not part of being prime minister. Like, that's not a thing I get to do. Like, so, in this... like, if, even if I were so inclined to like scramble the military, that's not a thing that my job lets me do. Like, in the documentary, there is a moment where the the coastal gasoline negotiators come up on the bridge where the the tracks go through Wet'suwet'en territory. There's yeah. all the people there, and they show up with like a fucking 24 pack of bottled water and a and a thing of Marlboros, and they're like. We come to meet your people. We want to bring you an offering of water and and like tobacco. And the lady's like, "Get that shit the fuck off of our <laughs> land! You're fucking littering with your plastic bottles." Like it's it's just totally, cringy. totally cringy. And yep. and it, and this is like the RCMP being used as thugs for hey, private interests, and and on people that we probably should not be influencing or fucking around with whatsoever like yeah. how could how do, can you even imagine there's reconciliation when the rcmp is badgering their way yeah. onto these well, people's I also land. Just love, like even just when when you look at like how canada was like settled you're just sort of like you're like so what's canada you just like point and you're like it's canada until the ocean question mark sure done that's canada like that's well, like that's not quite correct i'm there look at like, the territories and stuff like you're telling me that like you know like canadian explorers and stuff actually like headed up into James... Or maybe James Bay is a bad example, because they did. But, like, various areas, like, bordering on, like, none of it in the Northwest so, Territories. Like, explorer men didn't, like, walk all the way to the ocean and be like, Canada. Well, typically those guys would have been paid by, by investors, right? Yeah. And a large point... So Prince Rupert's Land was actually owned by the Hudson's Bay Company yeah, for a exactly, good long time, it. and it got handed off. So the, so the industry was in there way earlier. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. That's it. And, then they were and, like, the, and the Northwest Passage was charted very... Yeah. Yeah, but they're, oh, they're right. just like, whatever, it's all Canada. What about all those, like, islands that are, like, scattered out there? And also Canada. Have you been to all of them? Sure. I mean, that's what the British did. They did, I, they did go to all of them. I'm not, I'm say, not. This is mine, this is mine, this is mine, this is mine. Exactly. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying it's unusual in history. Whatsoever. What's there? Nothing. I'm, but that's mine. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Quote, unquote, nothing. Millions of people. And, yeah. You know. Well, I mean, yeah. when, you, when you go up to, like, hundreds the islands up north, you're yeah. just like... Actually, nothing like yeah, rock. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. rock there, but that's it. But it, but especially when you look at like I said, like a lot of the more like northern remote areas or whatever, you're like mm. you literally could like I walked around in this uh, forest for like two or three days. I didn't see anyone. I guess it's ours now. And you just like didn't just see the village that was there. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you did, you probably would have you know like murdered them or whatever because you're a colonial piece of garbage. But like you literally, Canada is so big that 
there's just you're just like whatever it's all ours and now we're like you have other people who are like we lived here for thousands of years it's actually ours and you're like oh no our maps mm-hmm. and that's where we're at okay <laughs> yeah I mean why don't we talk about pop culture things John watched Oscar movies I watched sure an did. Oscar movie too is it Parasite no, I'd already watched Parasite. We were going to talk about it when you would watch it. But I was watching Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, dude. What'd you think? I loved it. I yeah. loved it so much. I thought it was so good. I thought it was the best. So, Jojo Rabbit is the... Uh, Taika Waititi. Taika yeah. Waititi film is a uh, the children's view. Uh, a Ooh. child's view. Yeah, yeah, it was like of, a child's view. Of the final days of... The, well, World War Two, the final like year or two, really, yeah. because because he comes and goes, right? Because there's this little fat friend who like keeps yeah. like getting deployed and like it yeah. looks like I cannot die. <laughs> <laughs> it really seems I'm just not dying in there during any of this. Yeah, yeah, I'd say about a year. Okay, it anyway. appears to take place over a year, I would say. And um, the little boy is growing to not be a member of the Nazi party. Yes, despite being brainwashed to be a Nazi. Despite being brainwashed, saw he's, he's a member of the Nazi youth. Hitler yeah. Jugend. Hitler. Yeah, which is funny. I saw an interview with Taika Waititi mm-hmm. like built on this, and he was like, he's like, obviously they they wanted to play it up and stuff, but there's like a relationship with uh, Scarlett Johansson, who plays the kid's mother, who mm-hmm. is a uh, a resistance. Yeah, I feel like I would say a resistance member, not just a sympathizer, like a no, member. No, she's like, a full-on member. Yeah. yeah, like a full-on member of the like anti-Nazi resistance. And they were saying that the brainwashing of these kids was often like so complete mm-hmm. that like the parents were terrified of their children, which yes. had me thinking a bunch of like 1984 mm-hmm. nonsense, right? Like when they're uh, like in 1984, they often talk about like the kids turn turning their parents, the kids in. turning totally. the parents in, which is like was totally a thing that was going on in like in Nazi Germany, which they also kind of play with this because like the kid was such a product of brainwashing in Jojo Rabbit, but he was, like, literally a product of the brainwashing. Like, he was, like, you know, like, like Germans are superheroes, and, like, the Jews are evil Spider-Men, you know, and, like, and they're evil devils and all that stuff. Like, was not... Was more into almost the, like, comic book so it's like, element of it. Like It was very theatrical, particularly yeah. uh, Taika Waititi's performance of Hitler, the, like, imaginary as friend. Actual Hitler. Adolf well, Hitler. Well, as Imagine, actual he was Hitler, his imaginary, imaginary friend. friend of Jojo. Yeah. Um... And, like, where I felt like it didn't all come together at the end. I felt a little let down by it. And uh, I think the core of the movie was, like, it, it had to focus on only being the little kid's experience. Mm-hmm. And the, like, the comedy horror aspect of it, particularly at the start where he's in the, at the summer camp. And it's so funny. It's, like, laugh out loud funny. All this crazy, stupid shit that they're doing. But all of that really happened. Yeah, yeah. And we feel the horror and but we also feel the delight of the child at summer camp throwing grenades and drawing fun pictures with his friends you know yeah exactly and we get the two sides to it and so like in that regard it's good but then when you get to the end of the movie and you're doing one of these like child growing out of being a nazi kind of stories Mm -hmm. does it say more than the child's experience it kind of doesn't you don't get like a like a climactic scene where he resolves the issues with his absent father or where he like comes to grips with his mother, or where he well he doesn't get to because his mom. And, just, I mean, spoilers. Bad things happen to his mom. Yeah, but and 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 what it is ultimately is that it's like real life doesn't get those cathartic moments, yeah. and this is just the little child's experience being told, you know. But if, I felt it was like unsatisfying not to I have. Don't know. A, I I I felt the yeah. like almost precise opposite. Although the first first of all, I would say that it's a like Taika Waititi like master storyteller. In the way of maybe not telling the most like complex story or whatever, nope. but like weaving back and forth between incredibly serious tones and comedy like 
interchangeably. Like even in the climactic, like the bombs are going off and the town is getting exploded. There's the German shepherds that mm-hmm. pop up and little like Rory the kid is like also hilarious. Like while the most like horrific stuff imaginable happening, there's still like laughs coming from weird angles. There's the weird clones kids that are still like popping up and they're like they're giving kids like grenades and being like run up and go like go hug the americans and you're like that's what and you're like probably maybe but they're the weird clone kids which is like a callback to the weird clone kids from before like yeah it, it did it, it it i often get mad at movies where they're like oh i was a comedy until the third act and then it got real serious like this movie never stopped being funny it got certainly more serious but I don't it know never if funny like, is the word. Absurd might absurd, be there. Like, but like still like lighthearted, I guess, or yeah. like, or at least having a elements of levity. Yeah, exactly. Like, like continuing to inject elements of levity into some of the more horrific stuff that's going on, mm-hmm. which I find a lot of movies just like abandon their comedy motifs hmm. to show the serious thing at the end, and like to be able to do it and still be like simultaneously, like to simultaneously have you like kind of chuckle and be like this is pretty messed up this town's getting shot the hell up i thought it was this like this town berlin well, he wasn't in berlin he, yeah, he was in, he was in a outskirts of berlin they said it like berlin was the nearest city like right. when they were looking at the at the bombs or whatever that was berlin they were right. like they were like a suburb they were like okay. one guy or whatever <laughs> uh but yeah uh and and ultimately like the ending was yeah there is no real answer for this kid he's probably screwed up but he gets to have a little dance with his friend, yeah. and that's like I guess maybe the best you can hope for. Yeah, is and yeah. you're like, there's no necessarily neat package on that. It's just the war is over. Yeah, and that was a weird thing, and which I, which I really liked personally. Yeah, hey, very... I felt I felt like going doing this kind of story. I I needed there to be some other element to kind of grab me into it. It felt kind of like kind of simple. I guess all at the end. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think that per like personally, I think that the like the something extra I guess that like hung out was like amazing performances by a bunch of people. Yeah. Like Sam Rockwell yeah. was just amazing. Super funny. He always is. Though. He's like really Tycho himself was like over the top. And also I thought that like restrained in like how often Hitler was around. Yeah. Like it would, just, it would have been very easy to have that, to have all the goddamn time. And he's yeah. not like yeah. he comes and goes and like, like, and even like that, that like, I guess like the, the movie. So like, right. I guess, it, well, I mean, spoilers to the end of the Second World War, Hitler blows his brains out. Mm-hmm. And, like, news gets to the kid. Remember, Hitler is this kid's imaginary friend. So mm-hmm. news gets to the kid that, like, Hitler has blown, blown his brain out and whatever else like that. And he's decided to uh, help the uh, the Jewish girl who's, like, living in his family and whatever, who's living in his house and all that stuff. And he's trying to, like, like rescue her and all that stuff. And he's like, while well, he's packing up his stuff in his room, the door just, like, kicks in and, like, Hitler's like, what the shit is going on? And he has, like, literally, like, a gunshot in there. And just starts, like, Hitler just starts screaming and yelling at the kid and all that stuff. And then he, he screams, fuck you, Hitler, and kicks him in the... So ch- that, that, that was the scene where I was like, you have failed. That was the worst, that moment. Because it wasn't just Hitler. That was his father. It was his absent father figure that he was after the whole time. He needed support. Correct. Hit, Hitler it, stepped into that role. And then the, the emotional climax of that moment is, fuck you, Hitler, and he kicks him out the window. Right. That's a cop-out. Yeah, but guess what? Now you have no dad. And an imaginary friend is not your father. You need to now just deal with your bullshit. Right. So then you would need to say something about that or address it. Or, or like even just for a moment, give, give that thread an emotional resolution. I don't. I don't think he even gets one. Like I. I don't know. That was it. it did, that didn't bother me because I was like, 
He doesn't get one. He, this kid arguably has no parents anymore. Probably doesn't. Like, realistically, okay. his mom was caught. Like, his father, if if his father was not caught, his father would show up. Yeah. You know? And he was, like, the emotional resonance. For, like, and remember, even, even after the city got, like, bombed and invaded or, I guess, you know, liberated by the Americans and stuff, he was still... Like, lying, being like, we won, because he didn't want the girl to go away. Like, he was literally just clinging to the little bits of stuff that he had. And then the end of the film was, he only has this girl. That's all. He had already given up on his dad when he was, like... When he was lying about the war ending, he wasn't waiting for his dad to show up. He just was like, this is the one person that I have a connection with that I don't want to abandon. Okay, like, but I, I, it's still, um, it's still like, the, like, a huge part of the movie was him dealing with that. Like, that was, that was, that was in, in a sense, the whole movie was him finding resolution and stepping away from the Nazi ideology and mm-hmm. becoming his own, like becoming his own man and growing up. It's like yeah. a coming of age story. So, so he doesn't get to have a dad. But that, but then the, it's not about, but like the point of the story is his emotional coming of age. And the, the moment of that climax was like a gag for the viewer. Which is fine. Cause it was his imaginary I friend. I don't think that's fine. I, I think don't know. It was, I, I thought I think it was good. I thought it was fine. Okay. I, I mean, cool. When a character says "fuck you," Hitler and kicks Hitler through the window, I'm, I was just like, "Yay!" Yeah, but that "yay" <laughs> is a not. An, you haven't. There's been no resolution. There's been no storytelling there. You're just doing... no. There was a, there was a lot of. I I don't know. I personally think that you watch you watch the disintegration of his relationship with imaginary friend Hitler over the entire film. Absolutely. And then he was just like, "I just don't need this imaginary friend anymore." Get the hell out of here. And that's it's an it's an interaction with an imaginary character. Of course, it's going to be like cartoonish and ridiculous. No. I mean, that Hitler character was cartoonish and ridiculous. That was how you'd get rid of him. Okay. He was like, I need to go eat unicorn meat and flies out the window. Like, I don't, I don't expect a, like, a heart gut-wrenching thing when a little child who does doodles of like penny-farthing bicycles and whatever else like that to suddenly uh-huh. be like, no imaginary Hitler. I'm done with you. I expect him to go, fuck you, Hitler, and kick him through the window. Like, that's... Well, you can expect whatever you want. I, oh. I did not feel like the, the main... Storyline got a, co- a good conclusion. Eh. Disagree. All right, let's put it on Scott, the list then. You're married to a Jew. <laughs> it's true. Tell us how you feel. <laughs> I often have to hide her in the house. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's why I haven't seen her in a while. Very good, but yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> Sam Rockwell is excellent. Yep. Uh, there's some weird lines. Rebel Wilson was, I guess, so-so. <laughs> she was, she was okay. I kind of, I, I don't think that her character got a good, a good send off at the end. The right moment. She has a couple lines like the, like I've had so many babies. Like yeah. stuff like that. So, yeah, Sam Rockwell was a high point. Um, the kid's performance was really good kid too. Is he did. He did. Uh, it's not the first time Tuck has teased a great performance out of a young person. Didn't uh, yeah, Hunt the for the Wilder People did really, really good too. Really, really good. Yeah. Um, and then, like I said, Taika was. There's, there's over the top so and goofy. I, I don't want to. I don't want to like come out sounding totally negative about the whole thing. I don't feel like it ended super well, but I do think overall I really liked the movie, and I think the 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 like it, as long as you can approach it saying like it is purely the experience of a little boy. Yeah, there's like a good story in there, and, and that, certainly I think, that, I think that might be the difference. Where I was like, to the experience of a little boy, that ending is fulfilling. Okay, to well, the experience it's not of a grander. St- st- yeah. And then the, um, <laughs> the the other the other part is that the start there's like such a visual he, like Taika directs visually it's like mm-hmm. a feast for the eyes yeah. how how brilliant and vibrant the opening scenes are so it's worth it even just for that yeah yeah something he's taken away from working on on the Marvel movie oh man T- like it comes through totally 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 like yeah, you yeah. get a guy who's like an indie director yeah give him a bunch of money and, and freedom to play with making a big movie. Mm-hmm. 
And then he goes back to making an indie movie with more money, and he's yeah. like, oh, wait. Well, it's kind of like um, he did his like big studio movie, right? And then he was yep. successful with that, so he gets to do his passion project, which was this, right? Produced, written, directed, but and, with but with money, but with money. Right. Same as um, Mr. Rian Johnson and his Knives Out. Yeah. Right? God damn, one. that movie was good. Scarjo was really good in it too. I yeah, Scarjo was wonderful. Yeah, she yeah, was, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. She was very, did, very. Did you guys watch Knives Out yet? Nope, not yet. Not yet. Oh, I had the choice to go see Knives Out or uh, Jojo Rabbit, and I chose to go. It see was it. actually this or Knives Out for me too. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just sort of like, I was like, ah, Jojo Rabbit, because Scott's already seen Knives Out. Yeah. Look, yeah, at no, my my singing soaring recommendation obviously didn't. didn't well, tack no, on well, we've that, already man. talked about Knives Out. Yeah, gotta get that content. Content watches. Uh, I guess like the, the first realm of comparison would be Thor Ragnarok, I suppose. Yeah. Comparing it to Taika's other piece. Okay. I'm looking. I don't see it going much above Thor Ragnarok. No. Because I'm seeing like Get Out and Hook and Shape of Water and Hereditary and stuff above Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. But then when I look below Thor Ragnarok, I start to see films that I could see it hanging out with. Uh, would you put it above Heather's? Um, I don't think so. I think and Bruges. So. I would even yeah. Really? I, I, again, I I give a I give a ton of credit to the like much in the same way. Like Heather's is actually not the worst. Com- like you're experience. never gonna go back to watch that movie with the same delight that you would Heather's. But I mean, but that, but that, but like like Heather's ranks as high as it does due to nostalgia fun. Mm-hmm. Whereas I like I said like the 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 feat of navigating, you know, the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. With being funny most of the time, but without ever downplaying, like you know what you know what I mean. Like you never downplay what's happening ever. Well, okay, but it, he never addresses it. Absolutely, there's not a lot because of talking like, about it because it's the little child's experience, little not experience. everything else. So by sidestepping those issues, you don't get points for navigating them correctly. Well, except you, for the fact that you navigate a lot of that situation with the late girl that lives in his house, which is then you're you are you are limiting yourself to it is only her yeah. experience and her sensibilities about how bad things are going which i thought was just like a very like fun 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 is maybe the bad word interesting move because you're basically two young people who neither of them have the full Mm -hmm. picture they're just like this is my experience and this is what i've been told and so you like those conversations between the two of them i thought was like i was captivated because i was like neither of them were truly right like she had a she had a better picture than he did, but even she didn't really know. Mm-hmm. She was just hearing stories from her side, and he was just hearing the weird stories from his side. Like, so I thought all of those interactions were just like fascinating to watch because, again, the thing that you, I guess, disliked was a thing that I liked, which was that it was through the eyes of a child. I'm not saying that I disliked it through well, the no, eyes of a child. Like, I said it, it didn't, didn't come together. It didn't at come the end. together. You said it didn't come together more than through the child's viewpoint, which is what I liked about it. Which was that it was exclusively through the child's viewpoint. But you if you compare it to a movie like Life Is Beautiful, which is through the child's viewpoint, mm-hmm. that does have a super strong emotional ending. Mm-hmm. I would. The other one would be Pan's Labyrinth. They're also in a vaguely. There's like a. Like I said I, I would rank Life Is Beautiful above mm-hmm. this film. Yeah, but yeah. then at the same time, Life it's is not Be- going on the list because I don't think I can watch that movie again. <laughs> but at the same time, though, Life Is Beautiful also like gutted itself of comedy for the last like half hour. Yeah, which this movie never does. So there is a like a, a craftsmanship at play here. Like when life when life is beautiful knocks your legs out, it's like they're not coming back. Nope. <laughs> you know, there's not going to be any laughs anymore. Goodbye. Like whereas this navigated it pretty well. Um, oh man, I would slide it 
given the choice between Heathers and in Bruges? Like below Heathers? Yeah. <sighs> like below Spider-Man. Yeah, that kind of sucks, but... Um, and also <laughs> like, below below Logan, I don't really feel that good about that. But you guys liked that way more than I did. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I still I, like that movie. Personally, I see it below Big Trouble. That's where I would go above. Because again, it's like I just like a lot of these movies. Like a lot of the movies when I'm looking at like John Wick. Guardians, Logan, Spider-Man, Song of the Sea, even Stand By Me, Heathers and Bruges, are they like, they're doing one thing good, and I thought that this did a better job at like, multi... Well, I don't think it did. I, I, I know, that's what I'm saying, but that's where I'm seeing it. Mm-hmm. Song of the Sea is multifaceted, how dare you? Well, you didn't see it. I mean, that's what, you said comparable to My Neighbor Totoro. Okay, so do we... Um... Also multifaceted. Sure. Like I said, I, I just see it. Like I said, I see it higher than those superhero movies. Uh, I agree, but I don't think it's higher than Heather's. Maybe that's the problem with Heather's. If um, <laughs> well, I didn't, I didn't see John Wick two. I think you're putting this way too high. But like Scott it, also tanked Heather's too. Yeah, just so we know. That's true. Like John and I would have had that movie Up much in the top, higher. Top fifteen. <laughs> I'm like Heather's is above all of these movies, but Scott tanked it. Yeah, because it's. I was saying, I see it getting. Like I said, I see it. It's going extremely past nostalgic. It. I know. See, I know. Again, but that's what I'm saying. I just rewatched it. And I found it. I, I found know, it more enjoyable it than the last couple yeah. months. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I see it gets past those superhero movies. That's and like I said, and, and I feel that the Heather's is being dragged down by Scott. Like Heather's is a bad anchor because Scott drags it lower than it would be if it was a John and Keith list. I have no complaints with that. I know. I, know. I mean, it's a, it's a list. And putting of putting this movie above other superhero movies doesn't sound. Anathema to me. All right. Well, I ain't going to fight it anymore, but I do think we should put all of those superhero movies down a whole bunch. <laughs> Fucking Logan and Guardians of the Galaxy. All right. So, what is You this? guys it, like Guardians of the Galaxy way more I than I thought it was did. fun. I don't I think it's too I, I say below that, that movie got boosted way more than, than I thought it was going to be. I, I, yeah. said, I, would say, I would say Below Big Trouble. And above John Wick 2. Fine. And John fine, Wick fine. And like I said, because Spider Verse was. Spider Verse also was better than a superhero movie. So the, <laughs> Spider Verse is great. Spider-Verse was better than a superhero movie. So where it was, is it? It was a cartoon super movie. Who cares? God damn. I really like that movie. All right. uh, it's sliding in between... Uh, between Big Trouble and John Wick. Yeah. Two. John Wick 2. Yeah. So do we want to talk about the other good Hollywood movie? Patacy. A not Hollywood movie? Well, it's a Hollywood movie now, man. You won it's true. It's true. They stole it. You won all the Hollywood awards. Did they steal it? Didn't they... I mean, I think they totally deserved it. I didn't see all the other movies that were nominated, I so I can't say that. I but this was if, a fucking good movie. I don't necessarily know if they did not deserve it, but... They deserved I, it. I. That said, mm-hmm. I feel that there is also maybe the Academy was like, oh no, we're getting bad publicity because we didn't nominate any ladies or whatever, but we did nominate a four film, give it to that. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel there might be uh, a film Academy... Counter correction, like even Trevor Noah was talking about. Are, that. are you implying that the movie was not a head and shoulders above Joker or whatever the oh, other yeah, like no, movies? It, you know, it absolutely this had something to say. Was directed with intelligence and energy and bravery, and it didn't take the easy way out at the end. It fucking it's kept amazing. you guessing back and forth. It it was like I, I was honestly surprised, and I was kind of disappointed. I was like, oh, I was expecting so much more hardcore, whatever. But the more you think about it. Every one of the characters is representative of some bigger social issue, oh, yeah. and it's... there's layers to it, you know? So, hang on. <clears throat> Winners. 
my family, we we watched it, and then we spent like an hour and a half being like, okay, what do you think this character represented? Okay, but then in this moment, because they said this thing, and mm-hmm. and it all, it's like, it's, it's, it's something else. Yeah. It, it 100% deserves to have won. I'm just saying that mm-hmm. I don't necessarily actually trust the Academy's motives in yeah. giving it the no, but Nobody has to give any shits about the movie. Exactly. Saying. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, it, it, it absolutely... Let's, um, let's, know, just, let's be fair here. The, the Academy has routinely given best picture to weird, dubious movies. Just well, safe bullshit. So the, the, film, yeah. the films that like, it beat were Ford versus Ferrari. Uh-huh. Ooh. <laughs> cars fighting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Irishman, which... Three and a half hours of... Which, which I also have already seen. Wait, exactly, yeah. that's it. Which, which, while I think is also a fantastic movie, it, it is it is a Scorsese greatest hits, which in some years might have won. Not, <laughs> like, not like mind one. you, Jojo Rabbit, which I would agree. It's basically good, the Marvel movie of Scorsese movies, right? Yeah. It's like, by the way, this is a franchise. With as much CG. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Joker, which, yeah, get out of here. Yeah. Little Women, which... Uh, I haven't seen, but I mean, I feel it could make a strong condition in a lot of people. Marriage Story, which I have seen, we haven't really talked about yet. No, I haven't Story seen it yet, but we're very good. It's on the God, list. I'm not looking forward to getting punched by that movie. Why? What's it's a... not even the most punchy. It's like it is rough, hmm. uh, but it's it's Noah Baumbach, right? I think. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Adam Bombeck, Driver and uh, ScarJo. Yeah. 1917. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So against those films, I believe the Parasite. Absolutely should win. Yes. However, I haven't seen 1917. I heard that's like cinema as well. Yeah. Yeah, but I heard it, it's it's Dunkirkish, like where you're just sort of like this is a real good war movie, but also like with the hook of it being filmed, presented as one shot. Yeah, but, mm. but even Dunkirk had like the 30 minute one shot, so they were like, let's do that more. Like, because Dunkirk has a shot where it starts with them on the boat and it goes all the way through the entire beach. Gets bombed the crap out of, and then it goes all the way out. Then it goes all the way out into like whatever, and then it ends. So like it, it again. Apparently, visually, I don't know. Like a real time movie of trench warfare with a mission sounds hard to do. Mm -hmm. Sure, absolutely. But Dunkirk has three times that are going on, right? Because there's multiple storylines happening. All right, right, I want to talk about. I'm just saying, saying, but it's just like it's it's again. I will give 1917. I haven't seen it, and I've heard it's fantastic in terms of like craft mm-hmm. craft and whatever but it's just like you're taking stuff like there was a real long shot in dunkirk and everybody thought it was cool let's do that for longer which i give i always give more points for originality which is why i would give if i were on the academy best picture to parasite but i'm just saying it just shocks me that the academy actually had the balls to it's the first foreign film ever to win an academy mm-hmm. award yes, it is it's first non-english film yeah 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 like yeah. pull up a list of the past Best Picture winners. So, Bong... Don't have a lot June, of diversity in the oh. cast, though. Lol, <laughs> 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 lol, lol. Well, if you're like the interviews or whatever, where... Did you uh, hear the... Speaking of interviews, did you hear the person on the red carpet who grabbed the director? Yeah. And, and said, what was your thought process in filming this in Korean with an all-Korean cast? <laughs> Actually put a microphone in his face uh-huh. on the red carpet. And asked him that question. What did he say? He's like, I'm from Korea. <laughs> I live in South Korea. I speak Korean. <laughs> That's amazing. So, the, funnily about that, though, I, I mean... He, like, answered her question. This, yeah, like, yeah. this is literally the reason I made this movie. Um, what? <laughs> what? I will say that it was kind of interesting 
I mean, I guess like his red carpet answer was probably just like, what the hell is happening and why are you asking me this, <laughs> which is a fair response. Mm-hmm. But uh, I heard like subsequent interviews where he was like, he didn't even produce it with a, like, a global application in mind. He was mm-hmm. like, I was just presenting the like social and economic inequalities in Korea. And he's like, because I just, I'm a filmmaker and I like write what I know, whatever. And he's like, it was early on in the release where he's like, oh, you're opening on this many screens and that many screens and this many screens. And then we all live of, in the same world of capitalism. Didn't I say this quote the last time we were talking about this? But from him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know, man. But yeah, but that was yeah. it. But he, well, whatever. I read that article again. Yeah. I read that re- interview again when I was just like, I was like, yeah. He's like, he did not intend it to be a piece about like the global economic situation. But it resonates. Yeah, but it resonates. Like, yeah. Did you get, okay, so there's like, th- okay, so a little theme that's going on in the whole thing, staircases, right? Every time you're going from the poorer places to the richer places, you're going upstairs. So yep. the first scene of them, they all live down at, in the lowest possible level. They're so low, they have to climb upstairs to get to their toilet, yep. right? There's visual stuff like that is present yeah, to, in every goddamn scene. To get scene. to basic human needs. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. They have to climb up some stairs. Mm-hmm. You know what all the stories about it? The story yeah. of this, yeah. I've 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 read much. So last year, deciding the whether Green or not Book I want to put myself through it. Oh, I think you really do. It's not. It's not as people say. It goes crazy. It's like it's crazy if you're a person who doesn't watch intense movies. Yeah. And it's like it's just. Well, I, I would say, that, and that was ultimately my uh, one, like, knock against it, which mm-hmm. I was like, I've, I've gone to see Fantasia movies for the last like twenty years. Like, it doesn't have the like. What am I? But it's not supposed to. You're supposed to be at the end and be like, why did that character die? That doesn't make any sense. And then you think, what did that character represent? Why are they the one who gets chosen? But again, I I guess as someone who's watched a lot more, a lot more foreign film, some of, I think, that resonance that happened with a lot of people was lost on me. Mm -hmm. Having seen a lot of pieces that were like, not nearly as masterfully, but like stuff that was trying for what Parasite was going for. I've seen that for the last 20 years. Whereas if if this is the first foreign film you've ever watched, you're going to be like... What? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. other people have opinions. <laughs> like, uh, so just want to run through what we want to look 10, 10, 15 years of, of just like Oscar. So, Green Book won, which is very bad. Which uh, Green Book? The Green Book is the, like, a black guy and a white guy who would get to be best friends because he's like the driver of the diplomat or whatever. The Green Book is like a travel book that African Americans oh, yeah, 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 yeah. can drive around this, the country staying Safely. in places that would. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that was 2018, you're saying? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Shape of Water. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought was fine. I liked it yeah, a lot. Yeah. Uh, Moonlight. Okay. <laughs> it was good. It was good. Okay, Hollywood, we got I mean, it. Th- yeah, yeah, but th- thankfully La La Land didn't win. Yeah. <laughs> that was like, because I, I, when I laughed at Moonlight, it was not that Moonlight won. <laughs> it was that Moonlight won after La La Land won. Yeah, yeah. after like La La Land had like, won the Golden Globe or whatever. It was like that. Thanks, I'm Ron Gosling, and I saved jazz. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Spotlight, which I have not seen. Mm. Was that about... Um, I'm going to beat Mad Max Fury Road, so get the hell out of here, Spotlight. Huh. Wow. Uh, um, Birdman. Birdman oh. was great. All oh. of these, like, mas- masturbatory Hollywood films. Yep. Yeah. Dude, yeah, but 2014, that was a great year. 2014, Best Picture nominee was Birdman. Yeah. American Sniper, which... Was Fuck a, you. <laughs> but then Boyhood. Propaganda. Boyhood. Yeah. Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah. Selma. And Whiplash. Those are all, wow. That's, I was like, that's a, that's I don't a know, murderer's row. Of I don't know what Selma movies. is, but the other three were. That's the Martin Luther King, Selma, Alabama. Yeah, the yeah, Samurai. Yeah, is right. very Jeez. good. I was like, that's a... And I would easily argue that Birdman does not beat 
multiples of those movies. It's close though. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's a good film, yeah. absolutely. But I'm just saying. But like that's a that's a tough year to win in. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, Twelve Years a Slave, one. Of course. But Very, being, uh, that was, a good that was kind of a crappy year. That beat out Wolf of Wall Street, Her, Gravity, Dallas Buyers Club, Captain Phillips. And fuck Gravity. American Hustle. Fuck Gravity so yeah, hard. Yeah, Gravity's not a <laughs> 2013 was a rough year. Let's go 2012. Argo. Get out of here. Argo beat out. Oh, Les Mis was nominated for Best Film. Life of it Pi. It was a pretty good. Life of Pi was nominated for Best Film? It was not, of course it was. It was not good, though. It was not. It was like... Even like the book aged poorly, and then the movie aged worse than the book. It's like, too much CG. Yeah, Silver Linings Playbook was nominated. Yuck! Get out of here! All yeah. right, all right. Django was nominated. So, so go back and, go, and look at Parasite winning Best Picture, and you're like, eh, I don't know. Like, yeah. fuck yeah. Yeah. Oh, it, it deserves it. I'm just saying, but I was like, on these, I could easily see. So I enjoyed it so much, I went back and rewatched um, the most important movie about trains. That there is, which would of course Snow be Snowpiercer, and um, you still see. Wait, wait, wait! We gotta put Parasite on the list. Oh, we're going to. I'm, d- I'm just doing a little okay. aside. His, his, like, ten years ago, he's making visually striking movies about class structure with creative brilliance. Even you his, know? the the one we saw at Fantasia, the weird talking sea monster one. Yep, is was. Like, I didn't watch that. Was that Okia? The uh, the one they made for Netflix? No, no. The no, other no, one, no, Host. No, no, no. Ho- host. Host was him also. Was it Host? Hold on. Talking we we, we watched it. We literally watched this in, at Fantasia. No shit. Yeah. Um, I, I saw another Bong Jo. Bong Joo Ho. Bong Joon Ho. Joon Ho. The film, I believe. He it put was. himself in Snowpiercer, right? Was he? I think so. Oh, I wonder if he was the um, the drugged out uh, key master guy. Man, that was so good. That movie. I cannot really? believe how fucking it's I like. Have... Bizarrely intense and visually was striking. It was the host. Yeah. It yeah, was. Yeah. It was very. Um, so it's a yeah. Gilliam. Yes, 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 yes. And, and, that, but, that's, that's what I liked style. about it. Yeah, it's like way it over Gilliam, the top. But I wish it had just a little bit more. It had pacing problems at the end. I think it stretched just a touch too much. Just a little bit more yeah. of the world. I like the idea of the frozen world, and I mm-hmm. wanted to see just, just a little bit more of that and a little bit less of the like slow dialogue with the guy at the yeah. end. I mean, it's the hilarious tragedy of it all, right? The, the train breaks, everybody dies, and the girl gets eaten by a polar bear. Yeah. Yeah. Ha-ha. Good story. Anyway. Um, Parasite's basically that. You know, basically, it's the best movie that has been, so everything else <laughs> is a pale derivative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the host was the weird, like, the sea monster kidnaps the yeah. the dude's daughter or whatever, and then he has to, like, make deals with it. But yeah, there's a lot of a lot of metaphor going on in that one too. Mm-hmm. This one, yeah, I, 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 I guess yeah, we're on. I guess opposite opposite to JoJo. Mm-hmm. I just thought I was like, I understand this metaphor and I understand it, and it's important that someone is making a film that kind of portrays it. Mm-hmm. But I was like, yep, like I was like, yeah, I was like, you looked at in economic inequality and then you made kind of a, a big allegory for it. And explained, the thing is, and explained and explained some of the complications. Be, begin it, but I was like, I feel that if I thought about the situation, I was like, I understand. I just understood everything he was trying to tell me. The reason it's so exciting, though, to me, is that you, you, he doesn't take any of the easy ways out, right? The the rich family are not good, but they're also not evil. They're ju- they're they're dysfunctional in their own in yeah. their own way, the same way the poor family is dysfunctional in their own way, and they're at times good and evil. And you, you and then the other the uh, the other family, the other family. So they also 
are kind of like she pays for all the food herself. She doesn't steal like the other poor family does. Yeah, exactly. And but in a way, are stealing even more because of the way the husband, where the husband is. But then also, the husband is kind of representative of like the poor people who think that as long as he works really hard, he'll finally get the respect from the rich family. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. And layer after layer, the crab bucket of that, like they turn on each other the split second that they can to try and get yeah, out of their place. Exactly. Every Very well done, yeah, but I was yeah. just like, but again, I just didn't, I just didn't think it was anything that he was doing was a stretch. It didn't make me think about anything in a new way. Hmm. Like, it, that, and that, that was, I think that was where I was like, oh, why is everybody freaking out about this? I was like, this is clearly about class inequality and people trying to do the best with what hand they have dealt them. Mm-hmm. And, and with, and where I would give it credit is without being preachy. Mm-hmm. Cause like I said, cause it Not doesn't, whatsoever, it doesn't yeah. necessarily pitch that because you have money, you should behave one way, or because you're poor, you should behave one way. Yeah. There's multiple different ways that you could interpret this. That I'll give it a big like, tip of the hat to. But it didn't present anything new, and it didn't make me think about it <laughs> in a different way. But that said, I think I, all three of us are people that I think look at class inequality maybe more than a lot of people who are just sitting there in their middle-class lives. So maybe <laughs> we think about these things more, and it's a more important movie because people are going to go see this in a movie and realize... Oh shit! Our economy is a disaster. Maybe you know you know what I mean. Like like mm-hmm. I was like in that realm of thinking. That's why I I think we said it when when I watched it the first time a couple months ago. I was like, I think it's very important for a lot of people to see this movie. I just felt that as someone who realizes there's big giant holes with our current like socioeconomic culture and system. I was like, okay, you made it a movie. Do you know what I mean? Like I I, I, I don't think anyone has ever done it with that degree of nuance. And, I don't even think and, it was that nuanced, though. That was oh, it. Oh, man, you got to check it. You got to, like, think carefully about them characters a little more. They, um, Do you guys want to put it on the list now? Or do you want to reflect on it further? Well, I, I, can, I, can, I can safely rank it very high. Like, yeah. I, I was like, like my, my, my caveat about my experience watching it is just, like, I can fully admit is, like, unique to having probably watched more South Korean film, not than anyone, but than a lot of people who've watched Parasite, certainly. Yeah. And also, as someone who, like sees the problems with the way the economy is. Would you put it below the thing and above hackers? Uh, I would definitely put it above both of those, even. Oh, yeah? Above the thing? I would put it above the thing. Uh, So going up from that, we get to Terminator 2 Judgment Day, Dunkirk, Blade Runner 2049. I'd put it above Blade Runner 2049. I might actually do that, too. Uh, But we're, we're getting into the timeless films up here. Terminator, Conan, Star Wars, Cabin in the Woods... I, I, I struggle to go up there, but I would do it above Blade Runner twenty four nine. Yeah, Blade Runner yeah. because when you said Blade Runner, I was like similar. There we go. Very yeah. very similar. Let me. See. So let's just think. We still have it below Jurassic Park, Ghostbusters, Aliens. Oh yeah, because one of my favorite movies from my childhood. I don't want yeah. to say. <laughs> yeah, ain't gonna be. Nost- nostalgia is a is a a friend of the list. Absolutely. You guys have to watch one movie three times in a row right now. Are you choosing Aliens or Parasite? Right now. Aliens. Three th- there we go. Yeah. Yeah. That's not fucking hard. Like I said, like pers- personally, <clears throat> like the highest I could go would be below below New Hope. Which is extremely high. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah. But like but yeah. I but I don't have the love of Conan or the Terminator that you guys do. Well, it ain't being the Conan. But that, that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But I was like, but I, if this was just a Or Terminator. List. I'm okay b- above Blade Runner, below Terminator. Yeah. I feel good about that. It's a wonderful film. And I'm excited to see what he's going to do next. This being this successful for him, that boy's going to get a shitload of money to do whatever the fuck he wants now. Hopefully, man. 
I'm we heard so it, I think we do, I think we might have talked about this in a previous podcast or whatever. Oh. Like his his Marvel. Someone asked him about doing a Marvel movie, but and and I was like, and he gave I feel the absolute right answer, which was he was like he's like I just don't think they would let me say what I want to say in a Marvel movie. Yeah. But I was like, but that's not saying no. I wouldn't do a Marvel movie. I was like that very that puts the ball over in Marvel's court. Sure does. To be like, hey, maybe give him the character and let him do whatever he wants. You know, and he was like, I would do a Marvel movie if. That was Think about the visual moment of them, and they're in the train car, and there's all those guys there with the black hoods on, and the and the axes, and the leather here's, crazy here's, trench coats. It sounds ridiculous, but here's the movie I would give them. Blade. Oh, oh remake of Blade. No, 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 but think about yeah. it. With the freedom to do whatever he wants with vampires, and a vampire, a half-vampire vampire hunter. Oh my God. Yeah, dude, it could totally be, be a, a, another allegory for class out. war. Make, it could we, be we, need, we need an allegory about class warfare and vampires. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I just thought and I'd... then you throw in the racial aspect into yeah. it, and you're just like, "What?" Yeah. Again, like I guess I thought Wait. he gave a very good answer to that question, mm-hmm. which was, "I don't think they would let me make the movie I would want to make." All right. Yeah. One last thing before we wrap up, mm-hmm. John. Did you watch Sex in the City? I sure did not. I'm afraid have... of it, and I hate it. You have two more weeks to watch it. Otherwise, <laughs> you are doubling up with Keith's movie. Oh my god! Oh no! Yeah. It looks so bad, guys. Mm-mm. Guys. Oh yeah, we, Sex in the City I too. Just, I might just Dubai. give Keith Sex in the City one, and you <laughs> watch the double feature. Oh, that's true. They need to watch them both. Uh, did we want to name? Did we want to target a uh, Mount Rushmore? A Mount Rushmore. Come up with a Mount Rushmore. Yep. Mount we, we should come up with one Rush. that we can ponder and think about along yeah, exactly. with our listeners. We're not, not going to set a Mount Rushmore. We're just going to pick a Mount Rushmore. Do we have to pick high targets? Like, we could just go down the important things of our lives. Top role-playing games, video games. Swords. S- top swords. Sw- the Mount Rushmore of swords. <laughs> <laughs> think about oh, it. Oh, man. I'm in. Uh, I'm in. Come on. <laughs> this is a tough one. Can we expand it out to weapons? <clears throat> and then, Blades. And then, okay, uh, bladed weapons. Yeah, I feel that I feel we can we can do lists of blades. Blades, but hold on, blade, hold on, because then we, now we have Wesley Snipes. <laughs> but but this is this is on Mount Rushmore. You know, I have to consider Wesley Snipes versus the lightsaber. But yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, but I, Hand, I feel, handheld martial weapons. Yeah, martial okay, weapons. Okay, okay, handheld swords. swords. Yeah. If we did a, a Mount Rushmore of Draculas, I think we can do the Mount Rushmore. I think we need swords. Okay. Put an axe on it. I already have right. like. We I have two it... that I think are guaranteed on. Now, are, now, are we talking about specific, or are we talking about... Because, like, are we saying, like, the lightsaber, or is it Luke's lightsaber? You can pitch either. Mm. Okay. And I, yeah. my, my preference, just to let you know, is specific. Because I, I agree. Would, I would, Not I would all agree. Because I agree, though. Like, I can't just say, like, Katana, but I could say, like, a Hanzo Katana from Kill Bill. Yeah, you, know, you could like, say that if you... Yeah, yeah. like, like to... Which would obviously lose to the Murasami from uh, Usagi Ojimbo, so don't even... Which mm-hmm. could probably lose to the Masamune from Chrono Trigger, so... Which would probably lose to Cloud's Buster Sword, so, like... But that's, not, but that's not being a katana. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're talking about katana. Yeah, but you went into video game role-playing games, and then... Yeah. Yeah, but I'm just saying, but... but no, no, I'm no, no, saying, this is a stream of consciousness here. Because <laughs> then Buster Swords are different, because then, like... You know, what about... Oh, is it... Hang on. Did... Oh, what separate... about Soul Calibur? Fuck. No. The... <laughs> yeah, but, okay, but then... AK, hold the phone. Yep. Some caveats. If it's... 
if you choose Soul Calibur, you have to choose a Soul Calibur because it could be any weapon. I, I think you can pitch the whole, like, you could even pitch the, the series if you want no, to. No, no, like no, but I'm saying, but Soul Calibur is different depending on who wields Just it. if you yeah. say sword, get ready to argue that point because that's not going to fly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Kitchen knife. <laughs> <laughs> I use it every day. I vote kitchen knife for the best sword. Uh, yeah, I think we can do swords. Yeah, let's do it. Swords. Right. Swords. Again, Scott. Cannot stress this enough. Please Photoshop him out to new swords. <laughs> it's gonna be the best statue of all time. Pew pew pew. Iron Throne. I know, I know. There's so many good swords. This was the ninetieth. Hi. Thanks for sticking around to the very end of this show. That means you're our number one fan. As our number one fan, maybe you're wondering a way that you can show your support for this. We've set up a few ways, and the boys are going to tell you about it now. If you like this show, you might know other people that like this show, or maybe they'll like some of the other stuff that we're doing on the website. If that's the case, you can tell them all about it using all of the social networks, like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're on all of those. Or you could just you know, send people links directly to the website. Or if you live in a world without the internet and you only listen to podcasts, you can tell people about it with your human mouth. There's other ways we could support us, John. If your interest in supporting us extends to the financial section, you might consider patreon.com slash 9to5cc. If you go there, you can get perks like early content, you can get your questions answered on the air, and you could get extra art. We've been doing this show for a long time, so we kind of know what we're doing. Not really. 9to5.cc. <laughs> Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.